0: SETI, Integration, Book 4 in the SETI Book Series, written by Frederick Fishman and narrated by Frederick Fishman. Nothing had really changed, but everything had changed. Life on Earth would never be the same, forever forward. Preface The biggest fear of all what the Tau Setians would do next. More enigmatic were the true capabilities of Earth's newest massive extraterrestrial population, Earth's newest global neighbors. The following report was recently released from the United States Department of State. Classification, General Distribution Report 2953 dcd 15 Dash. Q3. Current Situational Status Report Tau Ceti Immigration to U.S. and Territories. One year and 12 months have elapsed since the overnight immigration of approximately 25 million status alien individuals from an off planet location to U.S. and U.S. Territories. Total number worldwide is now estimated at 110 million. Numbers are inexact due to illegal immigration not coming through ports of entry for count, status, or deployment. Current disposition and contact with alien population. From scarce validation, alien enclaves are situated in the following U.S. states and territories. Central Montana, Central Kansas, Central Arizona, South Central California, Eastern Oregon, 100 miles west of Guam, 100 miles northeast of the U.S. Virgin Islands, 100 miles west of American Samoa, 100 miles east of Johnson Atoll, 100 miles north of Midway Atoll, 100 miles north of Howland Atoll, 100 miles west of Saipan Island, 100 miles north of Palmyra Atoll, 100 miles east of Wake Island. Please note that all near island and atoll locations are being developed on artificially constructed islands now being developed by the alien population. Approximately two dozen other alien enclaves have now been established in other parts of the world, land, and sea. At this point, there hasn't only been top-level contact and association with alien leader known as Clayton Perfect. No contact or communication has been made with any member of the Supreme Council as they are known. In addition, there's been absolutely no photographic evidence of dispersed locations. No radio frequency communication on VLF, HF, VHF, UHF except for sporadic ATC communication on 126.000 MHz AM for overflight contact and transponder lock frequencies. All attempts at satellite air or ground-based radar or other scanning modes have been blocked or reflected by the alien population on all frequencies, modes, and formats. NSA continues with non-man drone contact and other means of direct contact with the assistance of the Department of the Navy. To date, no NSA contact and reconnaissance has been successful. We understand from brief conversation with Alien Senior Representative Clayton Perfect that construction of living space for the alien population in all parts of the world is in desolate or unclaimed land territories and or on open ocean coordinates. We further understand that construction materials for base land and foundation building material is being mined from the ocean floor. To date, no data reports photographs or other sensory data has been obtained from the alien population or has been garnered from U.S. official department to sources or from unofficial or random chance-gathering. All attempts at approach to construction sites have been rebuffed by the alien population. In summary, only sparse interaction on ATC channels from detected overflights and from the little information that we have received from senior Tau city representative clayton perfect is there any indication as to the true nature of this extraterrestrial incursion it is unknown at this time if these conditions will change or improve continuing efforts by this department and other u.s agencies will hopefully allow us to understand the true nature ...of future relations between us and this new humanoid species that has landed on our planet. As the situation changes or dictates, updates will follow. Signed, George L. Berg, Executive Officer, Information Security. Unclassified for General Distribution. Clayton Perfect stood on the wooden stage in front of his large audience... The venue was refurbished for him at Madison Square Garden. Most members of the UN Security Council were in attendance. Also, there to listen to what he had to say were the New York, London, Moscow, and Beijing elite. Representatives from around the world filled the audience. The speech was telecast around the world by television, the Internet, and a new wireless omnipresent tau Ceti distribution system that engineers were hopelessly trying to decipher. He slowly ambled with his thin, tall, gaunt frame to the very front of the stage and looked at the 18,200 people staring breathlessly back at him. They were anxious to hear what he was about to say and feared what he was about to say his alien race culture population had taken over most of the desolate patches of ground on this planet they had grown to 100 million in a short period of time they kept to themselves metering out only small bits about their advanced civilization no fly zones were established over their settlements Satellite photography and other sensory attempts to illuminate ground information about the land they occupied were impossible. All images seemed to be constantly blacked out when cameras and other sensors were aimed or scanned at the Tau Ceti humanoid locations. They were an alien race of humanoids, forcefully implanted on Earth. Their presence so far was unobtrusive if not completely separate from that of Earth humans. They were totally independent, with all of their needs for survival and growth provided by them. They asked for no help or supplies. Most important to the humans, they had erected boundaries on land or created land which the Earth population had no interest. Those locations on uninhabited or created islands, vast deserts, or unclimbable mountain peaks, would never be seen by the indigenous Earth population, or so it seemed. They were here, but no man would ever know it. Now standing in front of Earth's representatives, gathered by invitation from the Tau Ceti Supreme Council, was Clayton Perfect, leader of the Tau Ceti humanoids. Clayton Perfect was thin as a rail, He towered over his audience. He was at least seven feet, seven inches tall. His face was humanoid, but still with the strange features so popularly imagined in countless science fiction books and films. Perfect had large eyes, small thin lips, and a sallow skin tone. The estimation of those alien features described in countless films, television, or the internet was not that far off. He was dressed in a long robe, no body form seen. His body type was bipedal. He was built like a human, but he was not. He held out his hand. Many of you have seen my image on your media, on your crude electronic computers delivered by your internet and perhaps by the introduction "'of our global wireless system we have installed on those computers. "'We will in time introduce you to that system "'and will allow you to share in its power and reach,' Clayton Perfect said in a powerful but slightly tinny voice. "'One brave audience, soul member, whispered, "'Why are you here?' "'That question was from the third tier of seats,' as far back as physically possible, in Madison Square Garden. It was not heard beyond five feet of its origin. Clayton Perfect looked up toward the question. He heard it perfectly clear. He paused and smiled slightly. Through his thin lips, he lowered his hand. He then looked down at the thousands of humans before him. The question was from your group, why are you here? Good question. Probably your first most important question. Clayton Perfect smiled. The tension was broken. There was general controlled laughter and nervous giggling drifting up from the audience. Perfect continued. We are here simply put because we had no other close suitable planet we could immigrate to. We had to leave our planet because the environment that had supported our species for billions of years failed. That's billions of years of our species of humanoid had been developing on our planet. Your planet is similar in size, chemistry, geology, an air envelope compared to our planet that you call Tau Ceti. Perfect changed position and tone of voice. We know that you are uncomfortable with us occupying your planet as abruptly as we have. We know that without invitation, you consider that, shall I say, rude. Unfortunately for you, your social system manners are not of concern for us. For the humans on Tau Ceti, that is what we are, by the way. We are humans, not humanoids. Extinction was our only choice. Another brave soul in the audience shouted out louder this time. How did you find us? The story is well known and has been known for years. You know it and we know it. But I will repeat it. We were scanning radio frequency signals from other extraterrestrial planets the same size as ours and the same distance from their sun. We locked onto a radio call from a private citizen by the name of Sam Alexander. We wanted to consider him as your representative and invited his parents to join us on Tau Ceti. It was not abduction as your conspiracy theories and science fiction often speculates. We brought Sam Alexander's parents to our planet, made them comfortable in their own dwelling and spoke with them many times about your planet and their sun. We decided that your planet would suffice our needs, and that Sam Alexander would be your representative since he was our first contact on planet Earth. Another even braver voice spoke out from the audience. Was there a choice for us, your occupation? Perfect moved several steps across the stage, then turned directly to the questioner. No. The abruptness of the answer tensed the audience again. A quiet murmur arose from the 18,200 audience. Several frightened couples stood and began to leave. Listen to me carefully. Your American Indian tribes had no choice when this continent of America was invaded. Now, did they? Additionally, when your ancestors began to spread from your Africa continent to locations throughout the world, your animal population had no choice either. Perfect, then move forward again. But let me assure you, our arrival is not how the alien invasion was portrayed in author H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Our arrival "'does not have the complicity or obfuscation "'as portrayed in your twilight episode to serve man. "'We are not here to conquer but to share your earth. "'We understand the sensitivities of us not receiving an invitation, "'but we had no other choice, and at this point neither do you.' "'Another uncomfortable murmur rolled through the crowd.' this time louder. But we bring with us solutions to many of your problems which we will share soon and throughout your world. Those solutions will come in due time. Still, the crowd seemed restless and many had heard enough and fear began to spread. But then Perfect continued with even more disturbing information. For generations, humans have wondered if there are other intelligent species, not only in our shared galaxy, but beyond in the expanding and multiple universes that are beyond. Your species has asked incessantly, are we alone? I can assure you from our own experience, you and we are not alone. Perfect then lowered his voice. I can assure you that our arrival will be to your benefit It will be not only to your benefit, but to your protection as well. The next unannounced arrival, whether this week, next century, or a hundred centuries from now, may not be so magnanimous and friendly. Both of our civilizations must develop and support each other. If necessary, defend each other. For you, that means you need us. Now, in a much stronger and authoritative voice, he said, "More to follow." Clayton Perfect turned quickly and walked off the stage in long, graceful strides. The audience fell silent. Their exit from Madison Square Garden that night was just as quick. Chapter Two. And the first incident with worldwide air traffic control was the most significant. It caught the aviation world off guard. From that point forward, updated instructions, rules, regulations, and emergency procedures had to be invoked. All Air Navigation Service Providers, ANSPs, and Air Traffic Service Providers, ATSPs, were immediately notified and emergency online meetings were hastily arranged."
1: San Francisco,
0: ATC Center, 1117 GMT, 417 p.m. local time. The following transmission was heard on scanners both local and worldwide through scanner apps on computers, laptops, and smartphones. The radio frequency was for approach, 128.325 MHz. ATC. Unidentified heavy aircraft in my sector approaching Mendocino. This is San Francisco Center. Please squawk 2260 to identify. TC Craft in a mechanical digital voice. San Francisco Center, this is TC Craft responding, entering your request for transponder squawk on 2260, initiating now. There was a long break. ATC, Aircraft, San Francisco Center, I see your squawk. Please identify airline again. TC Craft. San Francisco Center, this is TC Craft. No airline designation. ATC, TC, this is San Francisco Center. You must have an airline identifier to be on this frequency. Please state your airline ID. TC Craft. San Francisco Center, this is Tau Ceti spacecraft. No airline identifier. An even longer break occurred. ATC. The voice was hesitant. TC spacecraft, this is San Francisco ATC. Please confirm altitude, two zero, decimal zero, origination and destination. We see your squawk, but no altitude identifier. T.C. Craft, San Francisco, this is T.C. Spacecraft. We understand your need for air traffic control for safety and trajectory tracking. We are not at two zero decimal zero. We are at two zero zero decimal zero. A.T.C. T.C. Craft, San Francisco, wait a minute, buddy. You're flying at 200,000 feet? T.C. craft. Correct. A.T.C. Okay, San Francisco, state origination and destination. T.C. craft. San Francisco, this is T.C. spacecraft. Origination location is classified and destination classified. Our altitude is 200,000 feet, well above all of your controlled traffic. Our transponder is on so you can track us in your control area only. At descent, our transponder will be turned off. We shall remain in both your IFR and VFR flight rules and will avoid any and all aircraft and biological traffic. Our heading is 90 degrees. ATC. Okay, will you contact ACT at the commencement of your descent TC aircraft, no. ATC, what is your speed? Will you give us your speed? TC craft, no. ATC, will you give us your estimated time of arrival? TC craft, no. ATC, will you contact other ATC control areas en route? TC craft, no. ATC. TC Craft, this is San Francisco. Listen, we need to know your heading, route intentions, your speed, your descent start point, any altitude changes, any direction changes, any transponder changes. We need to know where you are in the airspace and for how long so we can track you. TC Craft. San Francisco, this is TC Spacecraft. That is the point, ATC. We do not wish to be tracked. We are only contacting you now, at this point in our flight, so you do not become frightened. ATC. TC Graph, San Francisco. Listen, worldwide ATC control rules and requires dictates you remain in contact. Do you Copy. There was silence. Numerous attempts on various frequencies at various locations were unsuccessful. On that day, nothing further was heard from that or any other TC aircraft. During the following days, several other TC spacecraft checked in with air traffic control centers from disparate parts of the globe. The same verbal transactions occurred. Some of the controls in those various countries were not as polite as San Francisco Air Traffic Control Center. The same mechanical and digital voice showed no emotion and repeated the same transponder squawk channel, the same altitude, but with various headings and directions of travel. No further information was transmitted by those craft. This was the beginning of human-humanoid contact in all areas of life that would cause concern and confusion. There was no indication of challenge to the human civilization, but this first on-Earth contact between human-Earth civilization and on-Earth Tau Ceti humanoid civilization was unsettling.